talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we're delighted you're joining us today. Maybe you're listening via the live via the radio, streaming online, or with the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here with you again, Julie. Oh, it's a delight to have you with us. We're kind of starting to get this down, aren't we? Well, you are. Well, <laughs> I'm still in training. Well, you're doing really well with your training, <laughs> Leslie. I just wanted to let you know. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, let's just start with a prayer to the Hail Mary and give this show to her to, for her protection. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Well, I'm kind of excited about our guest today. Yeah, I am too. We have Layla Lawler joining us. She's written several books, but uh, her most recent work is Summa Domestica, Order and Family and Daily Life. Now, I sound, that kind of sounds like a big title. I know. And, and you have to really look at it. And it sounds deep, like you kind of start thinking about Summa exactly Theologia. exactly what I thought, yeah. But it's not. It's no. not. She, she uh, many of you may know her. She blogs at Like Mother, Like Daughter. And I love what she says. She says she has a kitchen sink philosophy style. And I would say that's the, the, the theme of her book and that's the tone of her book. And it's so she brings just a refreshing look on how to create and manage a home in the day to day managing the household. And I love how she she really brings in the beauty of everything is an opportunity to see God and to see ourselves as mothers and wives as a reflection of God's beauty to the world. So yeah. I'm excited to talk to her and we're excited. We're happy to introduce you to all of you, our, our friends out there listening today. The Eucharistic Miracles of the World display can be viewed at the Basilica of St. John. It started February 8th and continues through February 23rd. Yeah, you need to take a look. They are beautiful. And um, St. John's is so beautiful. It just would be a beautiful area to have them, too. And what the, and the Eucharistic Miracles are banners of mm-hmm. all, you, approved Vatican Eucharistic Miracles that have happened. With a story on, on each of them, so you uh-huh. can read about them. So. And Iowa Catholic Radio has um, created those. And if your group or organization would like to... Uh, have a display of them, just call us here at the radio station at 515-223-1150. Yes, we would like to have anybody use them and take them into their parish. And the Man Up West Power Lunch is this Friday, February 11th at noon. It's the re- redo of the one that got canceled in January. It's at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. And Matt Wilkham, our own executive director here at Iowa Catholic Radio, will, will be the uh, speaker. And he'll be discussing uh, the many uh, wonderful developments at the radio station. And then after that, um, there'll be a discussion about ways that men can prepare for Lent, which is coming up quickly. Uh, first Wednesday, March, right? March, March 2nd. March 2nd. And as always, lunch is provided by Chick-fil-A. And if you abstain from meat on Fridays, you're welcome to bring your own lunch. And it's time. It's time for the Iowa Catholic Radio Spring Carathon. Yep. It's coming up February 21st through the 25th. So we'd appreciate you prayerfully consider supporting us here in the work that to evangelize here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, we have more to come as we welcome Layla Lawler to talk about her new written collection, Summa Domestica, Order and Family and Daily Life. You are listening to Catholic Women Now, broadcasting from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studio Network. St. Thomas Classical Academy is hosting a lecture Saturday, March 12th, starting at 7 p.m. Raising Catholic Men with Daniel Kerr, President and Headmaster of St. Martin's Academy, a Catholic high school for boys that combines classical academics with an integrated work program on a sustainable farm in Fort Scott, Kansas. Raising Catholic Men, Saturday, March 12th at St. Thomas Classical Academy, 4801 Franklin Avenue, Des Moines. Learn more at stthomasclassical.org. That's stthomasclassical.org. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agencies, serving the Catholic families in Iowa. The Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society providing financial security to members and their families, specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, and retirement annuities. And you can reach Knights of Columbus Field Agent Rob Ryan at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801. Thank you, and God bless. Radio, where today we are delighted to invite in our guest, Layla Lawler. A little bit about Layla. Layla Marie Lawler is a wife of one, mother of seven, and grandmother of 16 and counting. Lucky lady. She lives in central Massachusetts. Layla has encountered, encountered Christianity, as a, Christianity as a high school student and entered the Catholic Church in 1979. The year she was married to Philip F. Lawler, noted Catholic author and editor of Catholic World News. Layla practices a kitchen sink philosophy at Like Mother, Like Daughter, a website for practical and theoretical insight into all aspects of daily life. She writes on everything from cooking and knitting to education and recovering what she and her daughters call the collective memory. Layla is a fellow of the Center for the Restoration of Christian Culture, a project of Thomas More College of the Liberal Arts in Merrimack, New Hampshire, and her previous book, co-authored with David Clayton, The Little Oratory, a Beginner's Guide to Praying in the Home, is published by Sophia Institute Press. Layla joins us today on Catholic Women Now to talk about most recent book collection, Summa Domestica, Order and Family in Daily Life. Welcome, Layla, to Catholic Women Now. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'll have to say that the subtitle is Order and Wonder in Family Life. Oh, my gosh. I looked that up three times and saw that. Thank you. I love that. I love wonder. (laughs) It's important. It is. That's an important word. It is an important word. Very important. So thank you for that. Well, Layla, when we were... Thank you. Yeah. When we were... um, Doing a little bit, uh, reading about what you've been doing here, I found it interesting. You started out as a young wife and mother. You had no idea how to manage a household. And now here you are writing a collection of this. (laughs) Yep, learning on the go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then you decided to blog about it, and you entered the blogosphere um, with your blog, Like Mother, Like Daughter, but you commented how you were a a later mom doing this. But I wanted to know how what, Mm -hmm. what propelled you to do that. What motivated um, Well, the, I was motivated by uh, having something to say. Um, I had been homeschooling for a long time, and like everyone else, um, I was interested in seeing different blogs. There were so many good uh, crafting blogs coming online. I mean, we're talking now 15 years ago, and um, that was always very interesting to me. And simultaneously, people would ask me, you know, what about how do you homeschool? My friend wants to homeschool. Can she call you? And, you know, I get into these conversations. They'd be hours-long conversations, and I think, if only there was some way for me to just say, I've written it all out. (laughs) How valuable to read it. Which people um, would love to have. Yes, and I think, Hmm. um, I mean, obviously, I think the world is cluttered with a lot of homeschooling advice, but at the same time, I think that it is there is something about someone who's gone through it mm-hmm. and maybe it's not necessarily the most expert um you know I'm somebody who who has 
committed all the faults and failures, and experience does teach you things. I don't know. There are just things that I felt as I looked around that weren't being said, things like maybe if you, you know, your children are at home, you want to teach them Latin, but do you know what is for dinner, and how do you go about making sure that the home is orderly, and you, you know, first of all, before you're the children's teacher in terms of Latin or math or whatever, you're creating an environment that is in itself teaching and educating the children. So to go about that um, aspect of education, of family life, all those things, I just wanted to write about them. And blogging is a good uh, venue for me because I do kind of like to tell people what to do. Um, so oh, when you have you seven go. children. There you have it. <laughs> Well, I think you probably yeah. <laughs> are a very good source because I think there's a little bit more maybe maybe you're seeing maybe now that there are more moms not really sure about how to do this because of just the way the, the, the culture has changed, the family has changed, and the raising of our children. Um, are, are you experiencing that now with questions from people? Yeah, I mean, certainly it, it had changed so much when I was starting out. Things had changed, and that's where, you know, the collective memory that we talk about comes in, that a lot of things that had been figured out and that must be figured out over the generations were lost and actually purposely discarded. And so for me, starting out, I mean, I got married in 79, so that seems like an eon ago to everybody, but at the same time, things were already in chaos. I already knew I did not want to subject my children to certain ideas and um, experiments that were going on. Fast forward to today, um, not only have all of those things become entrenched, and I mean entrenched in the actual bureaucracy that runs the schools, creating standards for things that are, are disordered, but then added on to all of that, we have the disruption of the lockdowns school closings, um, school openings where children are, you know, being asked to do, forced to do things that they should not do. And then, uh, or, you know, on the other hand, learning at home, meaning sitting in front of a computer, which honestly, three years ago, if anybody had said to us, anyone, should a child be in front of a computer all day? The answer obviously would be no. no. That would be very bad for them. That's not and homeschooling. And yet today, this is this is we're supposed to be. It's not homeschooling. It's not anything. No, except right. for it's it's um it's child abuse. And to Agreed. say that this is how we're going to do it, no, absolutely not. So yeah, suddenly homeschooling has become um, incredibly popular. And I mean, really, if you look at the figures, I think that now. Something like eleven to thirteen percent of children are homeschooled. So, what I was it before? Reflects a lot of parents. Well, I think it was like maybe um, five percent. Oh yeah, I don't exactly Almost doubled, know the numbers, yeah. but it hugely expanded. And I think a lot of it is parents saying, "Hold on, <laughs> I'm not putting my child in front of a computer. If we're going to do this, let's do something that that is good for them." Um, I saw someone in my on my neighborhood um, board saying something about, in passing, just saying, you know, children can, children can make it through the day wearing masks. Why can't 
the guy at the deli counter at the grocery store. And I'm like, hold on, children can make it through the day. This is our bar now. This is what we're seeing. No, no, this is not what we want for our children. We want flourishing. We want a good childhood. We want healthy upbringing. And we want order and wonder in our homes. So, yes, to answer your question, certainly the past two years have been quite quite a change, even within a, a rather disrupted system. Can, can you speak a little bit of what you mean by the collective memory? When you were talking earlier about so this collective, collective memory? So the collective memory, no one, no one generation can solve the problems of life, there has to be a cumulative effect. There has to be, this is what a culture is, is the people from before learning things, passing them along, you accumulate the knowledge, you live in a pattern, and you are the recipient of, of really all the memories of the people who have gone before you. That's the collective memory. And um, somewhere along the line, People decided that they could just create everything on their own, which on the face of it just doesn't make sense. But in practice, it's horrible because it means that there you are, a mom with little children, and nobody has told you anything (laughs) about how to do this. All you have is you can look things up, but those things, the experts who are telling you things themselves, are not only the product of a loss of memory, but sometimes they are themselves invested in perpetuating this An agenda that we can create things for ourselves and that we can make life be what we want it to be, as opposed to my idea, which I think is a more traditional idea, which is that it, there are certain givens, things are handed on to you, you respect the people who have gone before you, maybe while still saying I could do some things better, but you respect at least their experience that they did go through them and um, they went through the times and maybe they have something to say to us. Uh, and then you have, you know, even in our time, you have the previous generations actually silencing themselves and saying, well, we do know a little bit about this, but nobody wants to hear from us. We'll just go to our assistant living or to our guarded communities, you know, our 55 and older communities, and cut ourselves off. So it's kind of a twofold thing of the younger people wanting to be cut off and the older people accepting that nobody's going to listen to them. Right. And now well, you just have yeah. this huge information gap. Yeah. And there's so much wisdom in, in older people of the years of experience and things. And I remember when I worked as a nurse, and I would, I loved taking care of um, older women men and women because they had so much experience of wisdom they would share with me. And I I grew up listening to my grandma and my grandpa and my parents talking among themselves, and we just listened in. And, and there was so much to glean in that. It's true. It's true. But now remember that now the older people are, the generations have moved along so that now the people who are 70, 75 are actually the revolutionaries. Yeah. And so they... And I have so many letters from women saying, my mother did raise me, she did have a household, but she refused to pass anything on to me because she thought it wasn't important, or she herself was a professional, so she didn't do any of it, 
And so, you know, I learned nothing. And now I have two, three children, and I don't know what to do. I have so many letters like that from people. So we have this, now our older, so-called wiser generation, we're coming to the point where these are the people who consciously kicked the bucket and left the younger generation with nothing. And it's a cause of bitterness because it's because that that generation refused to listen to their parents. And so now we are just on this like third or fourth generation of people just not knowing what to do. So what I see is that women are falling in between young women have the the two things the two forces. One is um the the idea you shouldn't want to do any of it, go do something important, why would you be home with your children? And the other, with the rise of social media, is the perfectionism. And so things having to be so perfect and beautiful, and and nobody sees that there's actually a crew behind there, <laughs> behind the scenes making this happen. It's not one mom doing this, it's actually somehow presented as a package, and so it's a false perfection, so it's very demoralizing. Yes. So we have those two forces acting on this poor woman, and she just really wants to know how to have a normal family and do a good job at it, and that's where I step in to just say, yep, just just let's be normal and let's just do things in a good, healthy way, educate our children, have a happy home. Filled with wonder. Yeah. yeah. So can you go into a little bit more? How is a home more than just a structure and address? How can we make our homes that Well, the home is, is, yeah, the home is the center. So the woman, the man and the woman marry, and and that creates a new reality. And this is another effect, I think, of our, of, of the modern view of, of pulling things down in order to somehow recreate them but so much is lost and the thing that has been lost is this idea of home home is a sacred place and the the woman and the man who are married they have the grace from god to to do something holy and when they have children they have now created something so far beyond themselves and it's a little piece of heaven and when we our home this way as a sanctuary, a piece of heaven. And I mean, I'm including in that all the difficulties, the strife, the disagreements, everything with the forgiveness and the love that comes from beginning again. And all of that creates a reality that is so important to society that, in fact, society cannot survive without it. Right. There is no such thing as a society without homes. The home is the building block of the community, and the community is the building block of the country. And the church is the connection with heaven, so, you know, we have that connection, but really it all gets distilled down. Even our Lord himself was born into a home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Holy Trinity did not say, we're just going to send the Son to just go roam around the world. They did not. Our God, in, from the very beginning, had in his plan that, that the incarnation would happen in the context of a home of a family. 
And this is a truth that people knew they lived, they revered, and they took it and they internalized it and they lived it in their own homes. Somehow all of that was just a faded memory. We just don't even recognize it. It's one, you know, it's stamped out and we've got to recover it. And really, only the woman can really recover it. The woman is the heart of the home. And it's not just a home with children. It's a home when you first get married. It's a home when you have a children. It's a home oh, after yes. your children mm-hmm. leave, too. Mm-hmm. Or if God does not send children, right. even in that case, there is still a home that is so vital and so important and cannot be lost. And no one can say... Well, you don't have children, so it doesn't matter. No, it matters more than anything to be a witness to this reality of the two creating this this place of holiness. I agree. I mean, that's so beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, we're going to take a little break here. We're speaking with Lila Lawler about her collection of writing called Summa Domestica, Order and Wonder in Daily Life. It's available at sophiainstitutepress.com. And this is Catholic Women Now and Iowa Catholic Radio, and we'll be back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Rick Schaefer of Sullivan Auctioneers, LLC. Conducting professional full-service auctions for farmland and farm machinery since 1979. And Sullivan Land Company Real Estate Brokerage, 515-313-5508. SullivanAuctioneers.com. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, where we've been talking with Layla Lawler about her written collection called Summa Domestica, Order and Wonder in Daily Life. And... Uh, the past segment, we were talking kind of more about your first uh, book of this three-volume series, and I believe the second and third books kind of give us some practical ways of how we can create this order and wonder in our family life. So can you take it from there, Layla? Sure. So um, when I was, the book is really a distillation of all the things I've written about on the blog, and the challenge was to organize it all into a format that made sense, because on the blog, I just kind of incrementally go through whatever happens to be the focus of, you know, my fancy at the time. So um, eventually we distilled it into these three volumes. And as you said, the first one is more the um, the sort of abstract theoretical importance of the home and how to make a home and take care of babies, et cetera. The second volume is education, and that is focuses very much on Education in the context of homeschooling, but even in a broader way, the vocation of the parents to educate their children. So even if a a couple is not homeschooling their children, there still is a lot there that is of importance just for people to realize that it truly goes to what it means to have a home and a family, to want to form the children and to be um, given the wherewithal from God and from our very nature to do it. And yeah, yeah. so I really lay out very specifically the the ways of educating children in all its aspects. Well, and, you know, they always say parents... And then the third... 
I was going to say they say parents are the first educators, but that and that education doesn't stop when they when they go to school. If you're not homeschooling, I mean, you still oh, need to have that authority. And then, yes, and in fact, the, it's the primary role of the parents, and they do not relinquish it. Um, and even when the children are grown, they step back; they're no longer the authority, but they still have wisdom and can even go on with grandchildren. There's just this formation that occurs. Um, from just the affectionate, loving interactions of the family, having dinner together, living Sunday together, the moral formation of the children, which I go into at length. There's a whole section about that, um, forming the imagination, all of it in the context of the fact that the parents love the child. So this is just the beautiful way that God has of making sure that the human person is formed properly. And then the third volume is about the true nitty-gritty of getting dinner on the table. This is my kind of my advice when somebody says, as I said earlier, you know, well, how am I going to get started homeschooling? My answer usually is, do you know what is for dinner? Because only when you have the food situation organized, do you have leisure to think about other things? That's so true. That is so true. Even without, <laughs> even without children. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, just to feed your husband. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's hanging over your head. Yes. What are mm-hmm. we having? What are we having? It's hanging over my head right and, now, actually. And you don't really... <laughs> <laughs> and you're a few hours behind me, so I don't know, what, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. But, um, but, uh, but to just, to just, finally tackle this problem of they will need to be fed. How do I do it? And I give explicit instructions of how to do it and in a way that allows each family to have its own preferences in terms of food. Like I'm not telling you what to eat, but I'm telling you precisely and in vast detail how to get it all organized so that you can eat without having it overwhelm your day every day. The other thing, other important things are laundry. People say to me, how can I homeschool when I have mountains of laundry and I need to keep the house, but I'm not good at it. So I have a whole series about the reasonably clean house. You know, again, not going for that perfection that has the unseen crew coming in to take <laughs> care of things. Well, I don't know where my crew is. I know. I never yeah, had one. Um, yeah. But yeah, but then just to say, yes, how can we do this? And how can we do it all on one income? Because I think it's vitally important for people to realize that it is utter madness to base the home on two people earning two incomes. It does, that does not allow for any wiggle room. Everything has to be perfect in order for that plan to succeed. A far better plan, a more reasonable, rational plan is for the there to be one income and one manager of the income and that role is the mother's role. She's a very good manager. And all of the things that she can do in the home can can make it possible for the family to live much more rationally um, without constantly stressing about um, being obligated to outside uh, entities, but instead to be able to focus on what is going on in the home. So in that third volume, I really go through all of the details of the whys and wherefores of running the home. Well, and, the practical, um, the practical advice. Yeah. 
You have I, really have mm-hmm, a just everything. Yeah, you really have a, a nice suma there going. <laughs> yes, it's you do. Beautiful. It's very beautiful, <laughs> and the, the covers are gorgeous Thank too. You. And I and the artwork is amazing too. Well, we're bumping up the clock against the clock mm-hmm. here, so we want to give thank you to, thanks to you, Layla Lawler, for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and um, your collection of yeah. Suma Domestica Order and Wonder in Daily Life. It's available at SophiaInstitutePress.com, where you can check out here Divine Treasures locally, and Layla blogs at Like Mother. Like daughter.com. Thank you, Layla. Dot org. Thank you. Dot no, org. Uh, <laughs> well, let's close in yeah, prayer. Thank you very much. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for our homes. And thank you for this year of the Holy Family that we can use to fill the atmosphere in our homes. Bless all of us and bless our homes by your most holy name, Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. This is Catholic Woman Now, broadcasting from the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Don't forget the Iowa Catholic Radio Spring Carathons coming up February 21st through the 25th. We ask that you prayerfully consider to support the work here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Faith on Trial with Deacon Mike Mano and Gina Knoll is up next. Now go do impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women, on the voice for Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio. Do a